Two brothers, when united, form the Disney Majors, fighting the powers of evil with their mouths. Here's your hosts, Jake and Eli Hollingsworth. Hello everyone, I'm Eli Hollingsworth and I'm joined by my brother and co-host. Yes, hello everyone, I am Jake Hollingsworth and welcome back to the podcast. And today it's another Tuesday because um, it's a Tuesday. That was dumb. Wow, that was... Nah, that was sad. <laughs> you cut that out. No, let's, let's leave it. Fine. Anyway, yes, it's a Tuesday. Hi, everybody. Sorry this is going up later. We'll just be busy. Don't judge us. So, more important things out of the way. Here's some important Mandalorian things we need to talk about today. And if you're wondering what that is, we finally have a filming update for Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah, because they've been pretty silent on when things are going down with the Mandalorian. And so they officially confirmed it, because I think the Pedro Pascal, as everyone, as everyone, some people might know, he is attached to HBO Max's The Last of Us video game adaptation show. He is the lead of that, and he is signed on to start shooting, that's going to start shooting in July, I think, of this month, and then it lasts all the way until June of 2022. Really? Which I do not understand why he'd be willing to commit to that. <laughs> but then again, they're paying him money to do it, I guess. Yeah. And so everyone was wondering, when are they going to shoot Mandalorian Season 3? At first we thought it was going to be April, but then we learned that Kenobi started shooting in, shooting in April instead, and then everyone was wondering what happened with Mandalorian. And then it was explained that because Obi-Wan Kenobi, the show Obi-Wan Kenobi, is using the volume, Mandalorian can't use it because Obi-Wan Kenobi is currently using it right now. Yeah. And so that's why it can't happen because of scheduling. But now we know that starting September 20th of this year, Mandalorian Season 3 will begin filming. And it will come out in 2023. 2023. What do do? But, in the good news, a little bit, we do know that Book of Boba Fett will be getting a second season, and it will come out in December of 2022 in Mandalorian Season 3's place. Not really. Yes. Alright. So, that's a nice... It's sad, but true. Alright. It's sad about Mandalorian. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I don't understand why it has to be so far away, um, but you know, at least we're getting it because it seemed like for a little bit there we weren't even gonna get Mandalorian season three. So because well, Jay Carano and a bunch of scheduling conflicts, yeah, it's, made, it's the main reason. Yeah, it's, so because of like you know, yeah, uh, it seemed as if for a little bit there that we weren't even gonna get it. So I'm just glad that we're getting it in the first place. Um, so I mean that's kind of exciting, although kind of disappointing also. Because it's so far away, two years from now, but, you know, whatever, it's, it's fine. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. So, any, so the No Way Home trailer... No Way Home trailer still hasn't dropped. not dropping anytime soon, I don't think. And so, the latest on it is that, apparently, Daniel Richmond, who, who leaked the stuff for Eternals and Venom a while back, he was recently asked if he had anything on the Venom... That was Venom on the Spider-Man 3 trailer, <laughs> and then he was asked that, and he said he hasn't heard anything. And he said that if he had heard something, he would have said he would have mentioned it by now, but he hasn't heard anything. And he said it probably won't come before Black Widow. He's not thinking he's But now the latest word word on the street is that 
it's gonna come out. They're holding the trailer. It's apparently ready to go. They're just holding it until after Loki finishes. Oh, really? Because they don't. I think they don't. I don't think they want to take the excitement away. From, either they don't want to take the excitement away from Loki, or they're waiting because like something's gonna happen in Loki that ties into Doctor Strange too, and then they think that'll be a good time to drop the Spider-Man three trailer. Oh, really? Yeah. And also, with Spider-Man No Way Home, apparently we have some villain design. So the same guy who with the trailer thing was asked, what, well, two things. Oh, yeah, I remember hearing about those. He was asked about um, what designs villains will have. Because he doesn't, because the guy mentioned, who asked him the question, mentioned that he did not like Green Goblin's suit in the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man film, which I don't think anybody does. No. And so the guy said, don't worry. This, he, said, he said, someone, he's, no, he said, don't worry. A purple hood with green pants. Really? Green and yellow. A green and yellow. A green jacket with yellow on it. A green and a green dark green shirt. Also, oh, so okay. Never mind. Forget this. Here's how this is gonna work. I'm gonna say each villain, and then I'm gonna describe what they'll be wearing. Green Goblin, purple hood with green pants. <laughs> Electro with green and yellow clothing. Oh really? Sandman with a classic green shirt and dark green going across it. The Lizard with a white lab coat and purple pants. Right. And the trench coat with arms, Doctor Octopus will all be in session this su this summer, this winter for <laughs> for when it comes to villain designs. Really? Yeah. So that's apparently what's how it's gonna be. That sounds designs. pretty. I mean, I'm excited that they're actually doing comic more comic book accuracy and not being afraid to go for it and make it you know a little bit more cartoony and zany and. Which is why some people say Jim Carrey should be Green Goblin. Well, some people were fan casting him as Green Goblin. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I don't think that that is exactly the best casting choice. Um, yeah, I don't think Jim Carrey would be good. People say that he'd be, he would be good to bring out the goopier side of Green Goblin. Yeah, but I can't really see him as Green Goblin. I can't. Do I mean, his kind of personality would make sense. I mean, obviously, like that's Jim Carrey is is like you would probably be but probably more like. Hmm, you know, his, his type of acting is... Green Goblin, it's Ace Ventura. Oh, yeah, like, is. like, it's more geared towards something the Green Goblin would do, but, or how the Green Goblin would act, but I don't, I don't personally see him as the Green Goblin. Like, he doesn't, he just doesn't, like, he just doesn't totally fit the Green Goblin part, just kind of the way he is. His personality, the, you know, in theory, it, it would be like, you know, I can see why people would be making comparisons, but... I personally don't see it. Anyway, um... Another thing! Oh. No Way Home. Another rumor thing from coming this... <laughs> another rumor thing coming from the same guy <laughs> is that we have an update on Toby and Andrew's roles. In this oh, movie. yeah, yeah. I think and I so some people may be disappointed by this, while others may be excited by this. Depends on how you view this, but... Apparently, what this guy is saying, Daniel Richard, I can't say his last name, apologies if you're listening to this and I botched your last name. I'm so sorry for that, if I did. But he's saying that apparently Toby and Andrew come in halfway through the movie and they become the co-leads of the film. Uh, people don't like that? Why? Well, some Holland fans would not like that because oh, it would take Tom. away they, because, that, because it would take away from his movie. While the other people would be really excited for that. I'm kind of in the middle. I'm kind of... I, I, I'm kind of... Honestly, 
I haven't really, I think I need to like really go into this. I I mean, I do like, I liked Tobey Maguire. I thought he was really good. Andrew Garfield was fine for what he was given. I mean, I thought he was. He was okay. What he was with what I mean, but he could have been given. It was just the scripts he was given. Is the I, that's where I say on Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I he didn't do anything wrong. It's just the scripts he was given. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he, he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. in my opinion, I don't hold anything against him personally. I don't just, either. Just with what he was given, and you know, I mean, obviously with Amazing Spider-Man two, Oof. the studio meddling Mess. with the movie. Uh, Release the web him. cut. Release the web cut. There is a, apparently there's a director's cut of that movie. Really? Apparently, well, people would like to see a director's cut before mm. sending mail to it. Obviously. Um. So what was I saying? Yeah. So I don't hold anything against him personally. Tobey Maguire, I thought was very good, but there are a few things about him that I will hold back. Big example is 26-year-old man running after a school bus. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you open your movie with a 26-year-old running after a school bus, bus you're like, wait, bus. is that the dad? You're like, the student? Oh wait, that's that is the student. It's like mm, when we first watched it, I was like, ah. That I mean, really Tom Holland. Me. Tom really? Holland is 26 right oh, now. He's 25. 25. So he's almost the age Andrew Garfield, not Andrew Garfield. He was almost the age Tobey Maguire was when he started playing the character. And he doesn't look like But Tom movie. Holland actually has a baby face. Like he... Harsh. That's not harsh. It's a face. I mean, you know, he looks like he's like a teenager. He literally legitimately looks like a he's And a he's teenager. about as tall as one, too. He's like five foot yeah, eight. Short, not he's in, like your height. Not in a mean way, but... Yeah, I think he's as tall as I am. You're like five foot eight. I'm taller than him. I'm five foot ten. And then he's, he's about the size of... Size. He's about the height of a teenager. So, yeah. that, so he kind of fits. He's so, like, I mean, obviously he's not exactly... Like, Tobey Maguire, he looks... He doesn't... That was his voice crack. He, uh, he looks old. Like, he he ain't got no baby face. If you that see sounded, him in pictures of... Mean here. Let me, let me if you see him in pictures of Tobey Maguire, yeah, he's gotten older. Nah, he doesn't... He, not that he looks old. That sounded mean. He doesn't have a baby face. He looks like he's 26. Tom Holland looks like he's 15, 15 yeah. playing a 15-year-old. Well, now it's uh, a 16-year-old now. And Tobey Maguire looks like he's 26, playing a 16-year-old. And it, 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 does, it didn't work. Well, and it didn't really bother. Well, it was a little first... bit more campy than than other iterations, too. He cries, I think he cries a little too much. Yeah, he's, it's... it makes him a bit whiny. And some people say that he's a little bit unbearable when he's happy. Like in Spider-Man 3, really? where he's just like, they love me. Some people find that unbearable when he's, when he's happy in these movies. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. Only first watched any movies. That didn't really bother me that much because I think I was just ha I was just happy to finally be watching those movies mm. at that time. But over the course of time, yeah, I can start to see that. Sometimes it can be a little funny. Yeah, he's um... well to say. I think Tom McGuire's good. I think Tom Holland's better, but I still don't do think Tom McGuire was good. And Andrew Garfield had potential, but it fumbled. But now I think like I need to discuss with that out of the way. I think like I need to discuss my actual thoughts on Toby and Andrew being in this movie. And I'm gonna come out and say, I don't really have any thoughts on them being, be, possibly being in this movie. Even though it's all, even though it's basically confirmed at this point, I still don't really have any thoughts. Oh yeah, if they're not in the movie, then, I mean. People are gonna <laughs> be mad. But if they're not in the movie, I'm not gonna get mad, I'm just gonna enjoy the movie for what it is, if they're not in it. But like, if they, since, if they are, I mean, I don't know. Like, on the one hand, 
it would be awesome to get live-action Spider-Verse. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. That would be great to see. It would also be great to see them back in the Spidey suits again, depending on if they can fit. Spider-Man back in action. Yeah, depending on if they can fit in the suits again. Okay. But on the other hand, it's Tom Holland's third movie. His third film in his trilogy, and you're choosing to do multiverse. Yeah, because my... That's big... the big hang-up with me for Tony McGuire and Andrew Garfield, is that this is his Tom's third movie, and we're choosing to do live-action Spider-Verse. Yeah, because that was my... That's... That's my biggest problem with the first two, Tobey Maguire, not Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. No, Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. <laughs> you said them all. The Zendaya movies. Um, the Tom Holland movies is my my biggest problem with them is that he's lit. He's like living under Iron Man the whole. It's like in Homecoming, he's living under Iron Man. In Far From Home, he's basically has Happy because Happy's no, the no, one. No, no, that, So that's what I like. In Iron Man, not, I don't even know which movie I'm talking about here. Um, in in Far From Home, Iron Man is dead, and he's still living under Iron Man's shadow. Like he said, oh, who people are asking who's going to be the next Iron Man? And I've said this a billion times on this podcast, but I still stand by it. You are not Iron Man, you're Spider-Man. Now go be Spider-Man and stop whining about Iron Man. I mean, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I thought it was cool. For Spider-Man and Iron Man to be together, but uh, like a mentor mentorship thing. But I feel like they kind of like overdid it a little bit, where he relied a little too much on Iron Man, mm. a little bit. I, but I never thought that he. But I never once thought like some people did that he was becoming Iron Man psychic. I never thought they went that far, but well, I think they went I a mean, little too far. I think they just like were just like, yay, we get to have Robert Downey Jr. in this movie, and they're like, wait, we get to have Robert Downey Jr. in this movie. Well, and yeah. It was like. They kind of overplayed the and then Iron, yeah. Man, Iron Man's involvement in the movies was just kind of overplayed. And then in Far From Home, I agree with you that even though he's dead, his presence is still very much felt throughout Far From Home. And he much. also has Nick Fury and Happy Hogan. And so now side. in No and Way Home, and he also had Mysterio, but then Mysterio said, "No Way Home, finally, we're past all of that because we, Far From Home, the whole point of the movie was that he's stepping into his own responsibility, which I thought was the message of the first movie." But they decided, I guess he just backtracked and was like, I need a mentor again. Um, no, Homecoming was him, like, I think learning to, like, be humble. And, like, be, like, learning to, like, be humble. And learning that he's more than just a suit, I think is what it was. And then Far From Home was him learning to step up and, like, be the next, like, be the next Avenger or something like that. And now, and No Way Home, he is. Especially and- after the ending of Far From Home with the post credit scene, I was ready for him to step up on his own and get out of the situation himself. Yeah, so we're finally past all that, and then now they're like multiverse. And now he's gonna. Now it's Tom Holland's finally alone, and now he has Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. And let's not forget, he also has Doctor Strange, which that one's confirmed. Which inherently is amazing. You know, we got Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, all three Spider Men, showing up in the same movie with Doctor Strange. It's 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 cool. Yeah, I'm not saying it's when you look at it from the perspective of like. You know, I just want to see Tom Holland get some time to himself. Yeah, and I, think, I can I, I can see why that's why. I feel people... like they need to let Tom. I mean, I still love Tom Holland, but I feel like they need to let him stand on his own two feet. Yeah. I mean, Toby and Andrew didn't have anybody. They had Uncle Ben as their mentor. Well, Toby more than Andrew, but but you get the point. They both had Uncle Ben, but they didn't really have anyone mentoring them. Tom Holland does, and I think I think after either. 
either in No Way Home, which is not doing, but after No Way Home, I think after No Way Home, they really need to start letting Tom Holland stand on his own two feet. Yeah, just let him breathe. I, I think, I don't know how he feels about that, but I think everyone is ready for him to like kind of be on his own. And I think they should like tr they should be able to trust Tom Holland to do this. Everyone loves everyone loves him. I think everyone should be able. They should Marvel should be able. Yeah, to Yeah, I know because he's him. so beloved by the fans. But then again, they are a little. They are still afraid to do to go back to traditional Spider-Man stuff. Yeah, which I'm annoyed. I'm I'm annoyed at that too. Like, because they don't like, want to be compared to Toby and Andrew. They don't want to be compared to the Toby. And, to yeah, Toby which is and ironic because they're like, you know, we don't want to be compared to them. All right, let's bring them in this next movie. Like, well, also like, at the same time, the rumored main villain of No Way Home is Willem Dafoe, Green Goblin. Yeah. T-words, Green Goblin. Oh no, Brandon's not gonna be happy about that. Why? He I doesn't like. Realized. He doesn't like Green Goblin. Because I remember he said in a podcast with the Endgame episode, he said, "I'm having to be Mysterio and then just bust out Goblin again." <laughs> and now <laughs> thinking about after hearing that rumor that Willem Dafoe, Green Goblin, will be the main villain of No Way Home, I'm just like, oh no, Brandon's not gonna like this. I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I knew. Well, I I had heard the rumors about Willem Dafoe Green Goblin being movie. But speaking of, I forgot to mention that on the last news segment. So real quick, real quick, real quick, brief, brief thing is that Willem Dafoe was recently on some interview thing, and he was and the per the interviewer knew about the rumors about No Way Home, and he asked him what he was recently filming. Oh, you haven't told me this. You and haven't he told says, me what his response was. I need, I'll need to look. Hang on. Let me look at it again. Okay, I got it. So, he was asked nope. what films he had filmed during this year on an interview with Collider. Oh, and he said... Collider. So, get ready. Here's his response. Oh, I'm ready. He said that he talked about he had filmed a lot of things primarily indoors, which Spider-Man No Way Home was primarily filmed indoors in their, in their Marvel Studios studio up in Atlanta. And then he was asked about it, and he, then he said the other things that he had been doing lately... He would prefer to wait till we're ready for them to come out. <laughs> so that's a tease for No Way Home. That's not that they're actually saying that, but still, he's kind of teasing it because No Way Home was mainly filmed indoors. Interesting. So, so that was it. But like, back to the main point. I mean, if they're doing Green Goblin, I mean, come on. But like, but come on. It like back to the point about traditional stuff. If they're doing Willem Dafoe Green Goblin as the main villain for this movie. And I think they should start moving back to traditional Spider-Man stories. If they're gonna do Green Goblin as the main villain again. Yeah. And also they're bringing, and also the other villains are bringing back also. Cause I forgot to, cause like the lizard thing that I mentioned for his inside, I forgot to mention that he's rumored to be in this movie. The yeah. lizard from the, from the Amazing Spider-Man movies, mind you. So, all that to say, I'm excited to see Toby and Andrew again, if they are in this movie, which they kind of are at this point. I'm excited to see, possibly see them again, but I'm just frustrated that they're choosing to do it in Tom Holland's third movie. Some yeah. people may get mad at me for saying that, which, but others may, uh, others may understand. Yeah. That point. I think some. I'm, I'm surprised that other people haven't pointed that out. But these, but keep in mind, these rumors first sprouted when when Marvel and Sony made up back in 2019. September. Yeah. <laughs> That's when these first started coming out. Like at the September, the October after they they forgave each other that's when the rumors started flying about a live action Spider-Verse but never once once mentioned the third Spider-Man film until now yeah alright yeah so let's so, move on to, to yeah very so yeah just overall just 
excited but frustrated with the, with No Way Home, possibly including McGuire and Garfield. Yes. So anyway, let's move on to our main topic for today, which, as you can see by the title, is a goofy movie because I am sick of the deep dives. They honestly are getting old. It's like, oh, hey, welcome back to another Disney Parks deep dive. All right, yes, we will still do the Disney Parks deep dives, but I mean, you know, every once in a while we gotta change it up. We did top five for the beginning of season five, then we switched to deep dives. Now we're doing just um, general movie reviews in general. That we is, might bring that back is, deep dives. Not, no, we're yeah, we're still gonna do the deep wait, dives. Wait, 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 got an idea. What? For the poll for this episode, I don't know if you have any other ideas, but put in the poll, do you want to continue doing deep Disney Parks deep dives? Yes, no, maybe, go vote. No, no. Um, I was gonna do, do you like the mice from Cinderella? <laughs> oh, okay, never mind then. You know what, wait, should we have two polls? No, that's too much. You can't have two polls. Okay, never mind. Forget the Disney Parks deep dives, everybody. But anyway, yes, Goofy Movie, which is the main time, main, I mean, main, you know, main, main topic. <laughs> This is the main, uh, main, this... main, 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 <laughs> main topic. topic of this podcast. Yes. Um, and we're not talking about this. Okay, so yeah, just in case you didn't know, we're not talking about this as a part of the 59 Disney feature animated films because for whatever reason, they decided to release it direct to video. So. Well, I don't know how, how well would this have done if they... Wait a minute, what am I saying? I was about to ask, how well would this have done if they released this as a theatrical film? I mean, it's a great movie. I love this movie. I, I know there's a lot of people that like really, it. Really, yeah. This is like, uh, this movie. I would say it's underrated, but it kind of isn't anymore. It actually was when it first was released, like, cause Jeffrey Katzenberg wanted the movie to be made. I think it was probably. I don't know if it was intended to be a feature animated film, but Jeffrey Katzenberg definitely wanted it made. Because he was like, he was, uh, there was a time where he was having trouble connecting with his daughter. And then he was like, well, we took a little drive on a road trip. And then all of a sudden we suddenly connected. He's like, I want a story like that. Um, and so then like the guy from Goof Troop was like, okay. It was just, it was just Goof like, Troop? Well, because this, this, it's, it's meant to be a Goof Troop spinoff movie. That's what, that's what it is. I so mean, wait, what's Max in Goof Troop? Then? Uh, he, yeah, he's the main character. He is. Yeah, the I'm whole... sorry, I never watched Goof Troop. Well then, uh, I, it's 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 fine. I like it. It's pretty good. Uh, I mean, it's from the '90s, so so it might be cheesy. Okay, it's not. Well, I mean, wow, I was right back getting mad for watching it's another '90s show and I'm liking it. It's not, it's not like the, the, the most amazing thing ever, but it, I liked it. I mean, it, it was pretty popular, I think. Uh, so yeah, this was intended to be a Goof Troop spinoff, and so they were like, you know, they, they knew, they didn't think it was going to be really anything groundbreaking like Lion King. They didn't even have like a budget like Lion King. They just, it wasn't even allowed to be like released in California. <laughs> That's Because Kat, Katzenberg was, who was the head of animation, at the time in the 90s, which we'll get into later when we start talking about movies like Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. Basically the Renaissance. The Renaissance. That's where Katzenberg... Which I mean, Katzen... Like, people get so mad at Michael Eisner, probably mostly for the People Mover thing. People, oh, totally. And yeah. for, like... He know, ruined it! He meant to turn that into a ride, but it ended up not working out. They just had to shut the whole thing down, and they could never bring the People Mover back. 
Yeah, which I understand, but I mean, people, you do realize that while Michael Eisner was in office, we got the Renaissance. Yeah, but what about like Tim, I mean, Timothy Katzenberg probably still dresses bad because didn't he ruin like Black Cauldron? Well, I mean, that's <laughs> that was a rookie mistake. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, like he just came because he came from a live action background, so he just came in. and He was like. Yeah, because he, he like didn't like it, so he's like, yeah, you can edit it like an edit. <laughs> I was like, no, you can't. <laughs> and just cut it out, and then they... He's like, yes, you can. You can just edit it out. Wow. <laughs> so, and, anyway. Well, whoops. We'll get into, we'll get into we'll... Katzenberg and Eisner later. Um, but Katzenberg was the head of, of Disney feature animation, so he was like, yeah, I want a movie about... Um, Road trip. You know, like a, a father connecting with his... his Daughter, or in this case, you know, maybe son. you know, maybe if they rebooted Goof, this is random, but if they re maybe if they rebooted Goof Troop, maybe I would watch it. Um, and so he, uh, well, maybe well, I would. And so when Katzenberg got out of office, which again we'll get into later, way later, um, he <laughs> when he when he left office, then he was kind of the main force of this movie from the higher ups. And so that's why it was, it was just like, you know, wasn't even marketed that well. Or, yeah, I guess it was marketed well, but, you know, it wasn't even allowed to be released in California. So it had to be, it premiered at like somewhere in Walt Disney World. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, that's funny. So it was like, yeah, definitely very low budget. So when it came out, it was like moderate critic reviews. And it was kind of just like, you know, again, they were just kind of like, yeah, it's just going to probably be forgotten. Um, uh, and it kind no, of what was not what kind of was and then it wasn't until recently that it like it it initially came out it was just kind of like you know yeah it was they thought it was just gonna be you know forgotten uh, even Don Hahn who was like a big animator at the company he said in his own words that like it wasn't even a B movie it was like a C movie all and the then, C people were working on it well not like C people were working on it it was like the movie itself was like a C-tier movie, uh, but it's it's gained like a huge cult following. So I would say it was it's underrated, which I guess in its own right would be kind of true. But it has gained such a big cult following that um, it's hard to even say that it's underrated anymore because it is pretty popular nowadays. Like people, it caught on. It, it, it definitely people like found it and they were just like bam people love it and i love it too i mean i love this movie we yeah this it's is, a great movie this is one that we would watch a lot when we were younger oh too. yeah we watched i think we watched this one a lot we watched this on we watched it on car trips i think we did i don't know what we watched um, we watched all it i know is we watched, we watched it in this room one we watched it at our grandparents house the old one with the where they first built the bug beds oh really yes that house that's also where we saw life because like it was like this room and then they had a bunk bed built. Um, I remember that bunk bed being built. Oh, uh, I remember that bunk bed, yeah. So, like, they built a bunk bed in our grandparents' house. And in that room, they had, like, this TV with you where you could put, like, VHS tapes in it or something. And so we would watch Goofy Movie. Um, and I remember always at the I end... I remember this. We would always, like, dance to the... To that final, you know, dance. <laughs> yeah, where Max is a little bit of a creeper in that ending part. How is he a creeper? Where like he's like, uh, Dad, I don't think it's a good idea. There's some female girls walk, some female dancers walk <laughs> female by. Female girls. <laughs> some female dancers walk by. He goes, then uh, again. That's not really that creepy, but okay. Um, 
So that, like, we would always dance to the to whatever they were doing. It wasn't even remotely accurate at all. <laughs> um, we did that a lot from a lot of the ending of movies. We just danced to it. Okay, we would not even match what they were doing in the movie. We just danced for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I distinctly remember dancing to that. I don't remember, I don't remember dancing to that. And then, that. like, all throughout the end credits, too. Just, I don't remember dancing to that, but I remember dancing dance to in other, my head I remember dancing to other movies. Yeah. Well, I, I danced to every movie. Lion King. Uh, the Mufasa dies. Mustafa? No, Mufasa. Mufasa, Mufasa dies. dies and just dancing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, funny time. <laughs> Jerry uh, Bill just yeah. Um, that was random. Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> he's still alive. <laughs> Jerry Bill Jones dies. He's still alive, people. He's yeah. The character he played. Yeah. Um, I remember dancing. Yeah. So this one has been a big one from our childhood, um, from our younger childhood. Uh, I'd say we're out of a childhood. Uh, you need to stop I calling us children. You're like, I'm like, when we were kids, and you're like, um, when we were younger. Yeah, I think we're past the kid stage. I think it's safe to say. Yeah, well, I'm 14. You're, you're, how old are you? Six, 16. Yeah, that's right. I'm 16, you're 14. Yeah, we're, once you get past the 13 mark, then, yeah, you're not a kid anymore. What are you talking about? Anyway, I digress, but, um, yeah, I mean, Goofy movie, yeah, as I said, it's, it's been it's a, a great big, movie. big part of our childhood, um, and it's just a very heartfelt movie. It's about a father and son thing, and we have Roxanne, and then we have a theory about why she, was, she wasn't in the second movie, but we're not going to go into that yet, we'll save that for another time. But it's a funny, it's a funny theory that Eli loves. But mainly, yeah, I think this movie does a really good job of, like, having Max doing the classic thing where it's like, the kid gets to the teenager age and they think that they're cool and their parents aren't. Yeah. It's really, it's really demonstrating here well. But then eventually throughout the course of the movie, because it is a Disney film, of mm-hmm. course they're gonna get to, yeah, get together. That's how it's musical. They're going to make amends and then learn to be father and son. Yes. Like, yeah, that's, sorry, that's my high school musical that I usually say, because it's a Disney show they're gonna get together. We're specifically talking about Romeo and Juliet, a.k.a. Ricky and me. <laughs> Nikki and Rini. I almost, said, I, almost, I almost flipped their names. But yeah, this is a great movie, and I'm hoping we can watch this. I haven't watched it in a while. Hopefully we can watch it again at some point. Yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. I, I, it's heartfelt, but it's also very funny, too. You know, oh, yeah, it's actually got his little sidekicks. Um, it's a great movie. I really enjoy it. It's just, you know, just heartfelt, funny. Uh, it's a great movie. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, if you haven't seen it, I suggest you go check it out. Definitely go watch it. It's a great movie. Um, very good. Very enjoyable. Just a great, yeah, great movie overall. So, um. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, without further ado, let's get into the sponsorship. Alright, we are back and we are ready to talk about the one and only Cinderella. Cinderella from 1950. All right, so let's let's start off with... Oh, that was a reference to Shrek, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, So let's start off with our behind-the-scenes nugget for today, which is... Wait, 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 wait. Let's be clear to where the company is. I'm done with the company thing. That's You are? Yes. Well, you just talk about it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about the, the state of the company throughout the episodes, but yeah. Um... This is, this Cinderella was actually meant to be a laughogram, which if you don't know what the laughogram is, what, what the is laughograms the are, there are, 
They were the shorts that Walt, some shorts that Walt Disney made before he made like uh, before he got into like Mickey and and all of those things. These are like what he started out with was these with the laughograms. They were just like his his first animations. And um, Cinderella was supposed to be the last of the laughograms. Uh, it was supposed to be the last of those little shorts, but uh, Walt scrapped that idea, and then he later ended up using it for the return to feature animated, to real feature animated films. Yes. Uh, Thank with, you. No more with this movie. Now. Yeah, and so now we finally get a full, cohesive story that has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and is just... A, a story and it's feature length and it <laughs> it's a story and it's, um, yeah, that's kind of the best you can say about this movie it's, 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 it's a story there's nothing really big it's just it's just a story about the Cinderella so it's just a ton of classic Cinderella story yeah um now I would like to start off with criticisms right off the bat so then we can uh just get I'm this about up, to agree with you I know get this out say. of the way the mice oh sorry you can go ahead. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I gotta say. <laughs> it's like from Fight the Caribbean. He tells him the cat and he just goes immediately into yeah. it. The mice are just really annoying. I'm sorry. Yes. The mice. I agree. Gus, which for some reason Octavius is short Octa- for. Octavius. Gus, Gus is short, short for Octavius. For Octavius. <laughs> Octavius is short for. Like, they're just like, we'll name him Octavius. But for sure, mm-hmm. we can call him Gus. I'm that like, doesn't make any sense. I'm like, uh. And they say it like it's the most obvious thing in the world. They're like Octavius. What was your short call? You guess. I'm like, uh, hold up, what? And then, and then also, like, okay, they didn't have the August. It would have made more sense. But still, like, I don't. How do you get Gus from Octavius? I don't like that. There is no. There's not even a G in Octavius. No, there isn't. There's an us, but there's no G. Yeah, exactly. Unless you want to, he's related to Octavius. No, he's not. Unless you want to call him Eus, which obviously is not a name. It's not. A, it shouldn't um, be a name. It's too weird. It's it's like yeah. Why why did they? First of all, and so then Gus Gus annoying. Well, okay. Gus Gus is just kind of annoying in and of Gus, himself. Gus Gus is a doofus. I feel like he just. He yeah, but then it's not like it in an endearing way where you're like, oh, huh, kind of cute. He's, he's not like Kronk. Oh, duh, 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 duh. I know he's not like the he's not like the funny Kronk type doofus. He's just kind of like the doofus doofus. He's like, yeah. oh, duh, duh, duh. like he said, I think Jack is more annoying than Gus Gus. Really? Yes, Jack Jack has a Jack Jack. Not <laughs> Jack Jack. How dare I? Jack has a more annoying voice. His voice annoys me. Really? He's just like Gus 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 Gus. I I'm just like, why do you talk like that? It's like a smoker. Like a little, like a little bit. <laughs> you think of what I think about and it. And then, so, so the main reason that we find the mice annoying. I mean, I can deal with. I can deal with their personalities. Fine, whatever. You know, let I them. I can't deal. With, I let can, them go off and be them. But the fact that we have to devote so much of the movie to them and Lucifer just chasing each other around doing nothing. for no reason. Yeah, it doesn't. Like Cinderella goes down or goes to feed. The, it happens in the most in the most odd places. Yeah, she like goes to feed the stepmother and her stepsisters. And then all of a sudden we kind of went to these two. And we'd spend like 10, 15 minutes just watching Lucifer, Jack, and Gus Gus Being chase chased. each other around. Like, it's just... It's like they're playing tag almost. It's just like every single time they're chasing each other around, they're like playing tag. You know, that's not really what happens. Like, I mean, if like you that. need to have a subplot besides Cinderella's main story, because if Cinderella's main story isn't enough for you, then at least devote more time to the, the king... Wait. 
the king and the um what's the, the name of the guy the colonel i guess you could say like devote more time of the movie to the, the king to the king what let's call him no the he's king. not of his year this isn't agriba i'm calling him they, they call him the colonel whatever he is uh so yeah the vote more time i think that is more even though I don't like, like, I mean, because the king and and uh, the vizier, not the vizier, you see, you got me saying <laughs> vizier. The king and the colonel are like actually they have ni- cool personality, like they're funny. The king I is like, funny. I like, I the like their dynamic and like the scene where uh, I just like like the funniest scene in the movie that actually had me like laughing out loud. Usually I don't really laugh out loud in these Disney movies. I think I, really, I think I really something is funny, but I won't be laughing out loud. But the scene that actually made me laugh out loud in this movie was when <laughs> the colonel tells the king that uh, Cinderella got away, and he's just like, "It's treason!" It's he's like, treason. he's like attacking the colonel, like just swinging the sword, and then they're like jumping on the bed, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like spinning around, and his face is all red. Like that sequence actually had me laughing. I can remember you laughing about that. Yeah, yeah, you you saw it. I was laughing. Like I mean. That that sequence actually had me laughing. It, it, that's the that's the I think that's the first time in uh, these old Disney movies where I was actually sitting there laughing out loud. That yeah, I think of, that doesn't really happen very often with me either. These older Disney films. I think that somewhat was more entertaining than the mice. For me, I would have cut out the mice altogether and replaced them with devoting more time to the prince, the king, the prince, the king. The prince, like the actual prince, Prince Charming. Oh, oh I was gonna say. It's like the name Prince Charming in the movie. He just called it the prince. Yeah, because I guess you could call him my son, because that's the only name that we're technically given. <laughs> well, we call him the prince. Although, well, actually, we can't call him, even though he's called the prince in the movie. We can't call him the prince because that name oh, is taken by Snow White's prince. Yeah, so I guess we could just call him my son. Yeah, we'll call him the king. So that's son. the only name we're given because we're given that name by the king. Who... We're just allowed to assume his name is Prince Charming. That's the name of the story, but they don't say it in this movie. So, like, what's what's so, the deal? I yeah. So what you were saying is we need more time with the prince so then he can actually have a character. That's not the complaint I have with this. That's like the same complaint. That's the same complaint I have with Snow White. We didn't have enough time with the prince and the princess together to where we actually combine their relationship. Yeah, like Cinderella and... That, that's, like, that's the problem with these early two, early two princess films, is that we don't get to see enough of the princes. Yeah, like, what's, like the prince sees Cinderella, and then he just automatically in love with her. He's all, just immediately. He has the story... Why? Because the story demands it. Yeah. Because she's Cinderella. And then, well, this one makes more sense. And there's the Snow White, they can get away with it, because the prince was kind of hard to animate. So I can let that slide, I guess. But Cinderella, it's like, okay, this is the second time. It doesn't look that hard to draw. Okay, fine. Okay, I was like, okay, why are we doing this? Yeah. Early, no, no I'm not going to say it. No, and this mind. was the return to actual good animation stylization. Yes, return Cause, to... Because one thing that they didn't have the luxury of while they were doing the package era films because they were struggling financially was that they didn't get to do the normal cool Disney style where the outlines of the characters are darker colors of the colors that uh, are on black. So, like, Cinderella, um, her dress would be outlined in a dark blue. Um, so that it just gives it a, just a little bit more texture and pop to it, and it just gives it a better look overall. Whereas in the package era films, they just had to be completely black, black lines, which is not too much of a difference. That I mean, probably really most of me. you didn't even notice it. I gotta find it a little silly how Walt gets mad at that. I love to not like the black lines. 
Well, I don't well, like the Black Alliance. Well, a lot of stuff Alliance. that Walt gets mad at, I find a little silly, to be honest. Really? Some stuff, yeah. I get mad at the Black Alliance. Really? I, think, I don't. I think the colored lines just, just give it that, that extra little texture and just makes it pop yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, I can see that, but black lines, I guess. Are Which most say. of you guys probably didn't even notice, the whole black lines, colored lines thing. But I just think it black makes all the difference. Matter. Black lines matter. <laughs> yeah. Black lines matter, you guys. Black lines matter. <laughs> Quote Jake Hollingsworth. They do matter. Like, they make a huge difference. I really can't. Like the packager, that just makes it look just so much more downgraded and and not as good. Just to see that, like that, the black lines, the black lines matter. Um, that, like honestly, that made all the difference to me. And I was just looking for in this movie. I was like, okay, we're back to feature animated films. It's, it's are they going to be back to colored lines? And they were, sure enough. And. Um, that's great, and so I I'm, I love it. I I didn't love it. That wasn't this this. Yeah. I'm, I'm praising it like it's the best thing ever. Oh, the return to colored lines. It's I mean you know what it is what it is. Colored lines. It's not a deal yeah, breaker. Like a, you know it's not the biggest. It's not the end of the world. But I was just happy to see the colored lines. Return. Yeah, I, I can understand that. But this movie, I will say, it's I mean, it's just not. refreshing. It's nice to yeah, it's nice to be out of the pack. Excuse me. It's nice to be out of the package of films, which I'm very happy about. Yes. But yeah, I will admit, this movie is not my favorite out of all the Disney films. Really? I think it's a very good It's movie. good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not like a, ew. It's not like that. It's just not, it's not really one that's my favorite, honestly. It feels a little too bland for me. It's a little too bland of a story for me. Well, really? It's simple. I mean, I don't say that that's a bad thing. It's just the story's too simple for me. I, don't really I mean, like... yeah, it does follow, you know, kind of a formula, and it is quite simple. I would say simple. formula. It's just the story's a little too simple, and a little too, like, not much happens. Yeah. Like, it needs a little more. I feel like it needs a little more stuff. I, although I can... You mean substance? Yeah, it needs more not stuff. stuff. <laughs> um, I can see that, Um, but I don't... I mean... I still really enjoy it. I mean... Yeah, it's a good movie. It's not one that... It's obviously watch. very classic. It's one of the most classic stories that have ever been told. It's not one that I would choose to watch, but yeah, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good one. I mean, yeah, I, I, I enjoy this movie enough. It's uh, obviously, you know, probably more geared towards, like, a female demographic. Yeah, you I know, Obviously that. a little bit more towards... So obviously not as meant for us. I still find enjoyment out of this movie. I still like it. It's it's, just, it's not. Yeah, it's an enjoyable movie. I can't find any big flaws besides you know the ra- the rats, which I just mice. And they're not mean. complete deal breakers either. You call them rats. What are they? Mice. Oh yeah, you're right. Big difference. Yes, yeah, so there is a big difference. One's bigger than the other. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what was I saying? I, it's, they're not deal breakers either. Um, I just find them to be kind of irritating. And uh, we don't need to spend that much time with them. Nope, we don't. We do not. But um, I do. I still do really like this movie. Well, the question I have with the mice is, where do they find those clothes? Oh, never Cinderella mind. Makes Cinderella them makes them for them. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> dumb question. I completely forgot about that. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's classic. It's been told a lot of times. The same story over and over again. It's my action movie did this story. When this is the one that pop you, you I thought Lady Jermaine was pretty good as a villain. 
Even though she's not the best Disney villain, I thought she was pretty good for what she Oh, yeah, the evil stepmother is very, very evil. evil. <laughs> like, she's also voiced by... She's also the same voice as Maleficent in Sleeping Beauty. Like, I mean, I was like, are they really... Uh, there were a lot of points in the movie where I was like, are they really going to have her go through with this? Like, what is she doing? Like, and she... And I was like, oh, and then the next scene, they're going to show her maybe having some sympathy on Cinderella and maybe feeling a little bit more sorry for her. But no, nope, yeah, 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 the yeah, whole no, movie, she, completely she, she is super evil and super cruel and mean, and then she doesn't have a hint of sympathy about it. She's just Not like... She, she just, evil like, person, is yeah. evil. She's one of the most evil Disney villains. They're just cruel and mean. Um, I thought that was interesting. And she is just a very mean villain. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't have too much to say about Cinderella. Not really. It's not, it's not really much that happens in this film. Like I said, I could have used more substance. But it's a, it's a pretty good movie for what it was. I, mean, I probably won't really be... I mean, yeah, again, it's one of, like, the gross great classics of all time. Um... And I, I mean, but yeah, I still really enjoy it. I, I like this. Yeah, movie. it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah. So uh, I give it. A, I give it a. I give eight. It, an eight. I no, think I give it seven. I give it. A, I was gonna say seven too. Yeah. I probably give it seven out of ten. Yeah. Uh, it's good, but um, not one of my favorites. But I can still respect a lot of stuff. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, yeah. So Jake, close this out. So thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. And so apologies for the awkward start to this podcast. And be sure to go watch Eli at Hollywood Enterprise, wow. watch JBHG as well as at Minecraft Madness, Hollywood Gaming, Movie Made Jesus Channel, and through the eyes of a teen. Be sure to also go check out uh, check us out on Instagram. Follow us the Movie Made Podcast. Check out the X Files podcast I have with Eli Spencer. Which sorry for the delay. And you'll, you'll hear, hear us real soon. soon.